0: Not be that smart, and they may not be that
1: pretty, but they like to talk about Cardiff City. It's the view from the Ninian, with views from the Ninian, not shoes from the Ninian. The view from the Ninian. Welcome to the view from the Ninian, sponsored by Terrace Badger. Terrace Badger started in 2022, and they create great custom-designed T-shirts based on football clubs and songs sung on terraces. We're proud to partner with a locally-run business, and you can get 15% off at terracebadger.com with the code VFTN50. A slightly more positive pod this week as we return after an enforced week-long break and Carver City have hired a new manager. They've done the thing they had to do and we should praise them accordingly. Joining me, as usual, is Ben Price and Tom Phillips. Ben Price, how are you? I'm very well, mate. How are you? All good, thank you. Got a bit of a cold coming on. You, can, you might be able to hear it in my voice. Um, Tom Phillips, how are you? Fantastic, thank you. Uh, I was just panicking because I thought we weren't recording, but I do remember hitting the record button. <laughs> um, it's been it's been a few weeks since we've been here, two weeks to be exact. And Ben, it, it feels quite weird because obviously so much has happened in that time. We've hired Sabri Lamucci, Sol Bamba's back at the club. There's talk of new players coming in, all that good stuff. It feels weird to talk about almost like the before times. But there were two games of football that we haven't talked about. uh, The 1-0 loss to Millwall and the 5-2 loss to Leeds in the FA Cup. Um, Let's start with the Millwall game. Um, I think that was the game that came first. Um, the, the, The only thing that really happened of note, Ben, was the Millwall goal. And it was some uncharacteristically terrible
0: defending from Kipre, wasn't it? It was outrageously bad. Fair play to us. We managed to lose a nil-nil game, one-nil. Yeah. I think That's the best way to sum up that nil performance <laughs> and just how bad it's gone for us the last few months. Um, it was an awful game of football. And yeah, summed up with one of the worst goals possibly scored in the, in the championship all season. Just so bad.
1: Yeah. Uh, Tom, obviously, I understand you saw the goal you rewatched the goal, should we say 10 seconds before we hopped on to do this podcast? Um, it's probably the freshest in your mind. Um, have you tried to understand what Kipre was doing? I just I don't think he sees Bradshaw.
2: I don't think he thinks he's anywhere near him. So he's almost trying to usher it out. He thinks he's got a bit more time. But it's just bad defending. It's a it's a lapse in concentration and it's just poor. And you know, it when we're so blunt as a team at the moment, we're not scoring goals, we can't be affording, you know. Opportunities like that to opponents because we're not, we're not going to get back into a game. So yeah, it's a pity because he's been absolutely brilliant for us this season. So it's sad to see him make make a mistake like that. But yeah, it, it just sums up our our campaign thus far.
1: What do you um, think
0: went through his head when he saw that third leg appear? Just excuse me. Not... Watch yourself <laughs> there, Ben. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bad. But when yeah. When, Bradshaw's leg. When appear. he saw Bradshaw's leg appear, goes hang on, that's not mine. Sort of just there thinking he had loads of time. Wait. <laughs> out of nowhere and scores. Oh, it, it did, he, he was very
1: cavalier and calm considering Bradshaw was breathing down his neck. Um, You know, because when you actually watch it back, you can see how close Bradshaw was. It wasn't like Bradshaw made up four or five yards. He was
0: pretty much on his back the
1: whole time. Um,
0: Does he think um, Allsop's coming for it or what? I really don't I, understand. I do,
1: think, I do think it's a bit of a breakdown of communication. And I think maybe Kipre thought he was more central or further away from the goal than he was, one of the two, because like, He's right on the six-yard line. I just don't know if he loses his bearings because he thinks he's further out and no one can get there. But it was just a terrible goal to concede. Um, well, and, and
2: we gave well, it away midfield to start with as well. I think, yeah, oh yeah,
1: Villagine. Uh, um, yeah,
2: and it, I think it's just the yeah. whole move is just a bit of a shambles from us, really. And it was
1: the only thing that really happened in the whole game. Like it was. Yeah, so, I was, was, like, was going to say that the only other thing of note, Ben, and I think you put this was there was some core refereeing wasn't there Callum Styles could have been sent off there were a couple of bad challenges that went unpunished but
0: the game really didn't have anything else going on did it no it wasn't like it was it was a lot of just totting up of things that should have resulted in more bookings than there was um yeah there was it wasn't like it was a game with like lots of edge and lots going on um yeah it was a really weird game nothing happened but stuff happened at the same time but if you think back to it. Yeah, hey, I, I was. say I reviewed this agenda again. And I was just like, "There's barely
1: any point talking about Millwall because one, it was one thing happened that was the goal, and then it feels so long ago now because a lot has changed in that time." Um, it, obviously the other game to talk about, uh, and I'll start with you on this one, Tom, was the Leeds game. Um, uh, do you want to talk the listeners through your reaction to the first goal?
2: Well, yeah, because we were sat in the pub ready to watch the game, uh, and I didn't realise it was kick off. Because, you know, I thought it was another five minutes left. And I looked up and went, oh, that's a tidy finish. I wonder who that was against. And then I realised it was the actual game. (laughs) And then I just spent pretty much the next two hours with my head in my hands. Um, It it was just, oh, what an awful, awful, awful performance. We were lucky it was only five. Because, oh, God, it was
0: atrocious, wasn't it? It it was really bad. And it flattered us. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Um, Ben, I just... (laughs) Tom's reaction was very much that. And I think he managed to miss a further three of the goals from the night as well, because every <laughs> time he'd get up to the bar or go to the toilet, he'd come back and we uh, would have conceded another one. Um, ben, what was your view
0: on the overall performance? It was it was it was bad. But how bad was it? It was just embarrassing. It was just, yeah. Head in hand, like head in hands is the perfect way to sum up that performance. The whole thing, um, how we score two goals, I don't know. <laughs> Because we did nothing. We were just... Every player was shocking. It was just a really, really bad day at the office. Um, showed the lack of confidence, the lack of belief in the players and just how much work there is to do for the new manager. Um, Tommy... It felt like that was
1: that was when they decided the Whitehead wasn't the man to take us forward, really, wasn't it? Um because there were moments when he looked shell-shocked on the sidelines. And I think if he put in a you know there'd been a good performance in that game, there might have been a case to keep Whitehead and a case to take him forward. But it felt like they kicked into gear after that game because it was just so bad.
2: Yeah. It's like he'd fucked up his job interview within 20 seconds, really, wasn't it? Um yeah, it was it was absolutely atrocious. And Mind you, we did have a goal disallowed that should have been a goal. I've just remembered yeah, that now. The,
1: the VAR goal. I don't I know how it, that was
2: disallowed. I still don't understand how that. And like, so, I go to Dale Johnson every time on Twitter, who seems to be the VAR expert, and even he said, well, "I'm not quite sure why that's been disallowed. It's just inconsistent."
1: It's, is it's, the, even, it's inconsistent, but also the most annoying thing about it was was that um, was it Rinamata was in front of uh, Melièr, the goalkeeper, who, by the way, Melièr, the Leeds keeper, is six foot six. He is the least six foot six looking keeper I've ever seen. <laughs> I thought he was about six foot one at most. Anyway, goalkeepers so, are told to make themselves bigger. He seems to make himself make smaller. himself smaller. Um, Rinamotto was stood in front of him. If he is interfering and is in the line of sight of the goalkeeper, then how was the goalkeeper able to try and make a save and get a hand to it? He knew where the ball was going. He wasn't even in front of him. No, no. This is
2: really bad refereeing. Yeah. The camera angle seems perfectly.
0: Two days after the Marcus Rashford thing, where Marcus Rashford follows the ball oh, right yeah. in front of him, that's not good, but he's not offside, even though he's chasing after the ball. But Renamato tries moving away. Oh, yeah, just it was, yeah, it was it's the thing on Twitter today. VAR, like, I know we're not going to experience that for a while because it's not come to the championship, and who knows if it'll come <laughs> to League One, but um, yeah, it just yeah. it's so inconsistent. I can understand why fans are so frustrated with it because this system itself should work like on paper. It's a good idea, but the execution is so it's the cool. implementation, the is, isn't it? because it's yeah. still
1: this because they still rely on people to do it. So there's still human error. Like I, the goal line technology works really well because it's Hawkeye. So yeah, when, when that white. happens, it's, it's black and white with this and, and the way it can intervene, because it has to be a clear and obvious error and all that kind of stuff. Like the implementation of it is all wrong. Um, yeah. so, um, I guess, you know, it's been a while since those games. Ben, were there any positives you took from that game? Obviously, Callum Robertson came on, did two goals. Um, it was nice to see him back on the score sheet. Is there anything else that you take from it?
0: The game ended. That's about it, really. The, Both full-time, games whistle, the full-time whistle was the best part of that Leeds game. Um, uh, done. Tom, any positives for you? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, it,
1: it's, it's one of the positives that they were a couple of weeks ago now, so you don't really have to think about them anymore yeah exactly that god yeah why we
2: why do we bother speaking about it that's my fault sorry, sorry.
1: yeah you brought yeah you did say let's keep on i yeah. tried to just gloss over it but you want to have a full-scale chat about it so you can yeah, apologize to the listeners sorry uh it's all right that's all right um one of the other things that happened at the time that we haven't spoken about as well was the protest um i think the, the reported numbers around 150 people making a protest um but for me ben um it it was very telling that a few journalists, namely Glenn, namely David Pritchard, people like that, went along and made a kind of almost like a point of covering it. Um, which, if it was a small protest, fair enough, but it, it did do what it needed to do. It, it got coverage of the fact that people were dissatisfied with the regime. Um, does that show a, a wider, you know, journalists could have just left it alone and gone, it's, it's, it's a small thing and not dealt with it. Does that show that there is a wider dissatisfaction with what's going on at the club at the moment? And
0: journalists are feeling compelled to act. Yeah, I think it shows that there's a story there. It's not a nothing sort of fans being disgruntled for the sake of it. It's showing that we've got a legitimate gripe here and there's a lot of things that need to be uncovered. There's a lot of stories just brewing that um, the fans are seeing that the journalists can see as well. I think it also helps people like Glenn O'Cardiff fans.
1: Yeah.
0: They they get the fans like... like Glenn's been a breath freshest the whole time he's been with Wales Online sort of coverage-wise. Over the last couple of weeks, he's really stepped it up as well, hasn't he? Yeah, he's really... Like he's he's become the main source of news for everything Cardiff City because the club, sure as fuck, aren't communicating about it. He's the one that's told us about the transfer embargo. He's the one that told us we're out of the transfer embargo. Sort of like without him, Christ, we'd st- we still wouldn't know. Like Mark Hudson's been sacked, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and Dean Whitehead, we've
1: both been sacked. Um, well, I don't Dean He's not manager anymore. Um, Tom, on the protest side of things, I, I think there's a lot of kind of. Um, there are a few doubters on Twitter. There are a few people saying, what's the point? What are you going to affect? To me, I think anyone who's willing to kind of get off their arse and go and protest for the club deserves some praise. I think them showing some action deserves some praise. And I think, you know, they, however many people it was, they should be praised for for actually raising awareness of how unhappy people are with the club. What do you want to see happen next? I think Lamucci's come in. We'll, we'll talk about that in more detail next, but that's kind of appeased some fans somewhat. But there still feels like there's dissatisfaction with Dalman and Tan, maybe more so Dalman and Chew. So what do you want to see happen next?
2: I want to see it continue, like I must admit. um, We can't just let the managerial appointment gloss over it. I think it will, to an extent. Yeah, Um, yeah. You know, I think our favourite word on here is apathy or apathetic at the moment. I think there's still that feeling at the moment. So I don't think there will be mass protests for a good few weeks while, you know, this kind of... Well, there's been a nice little gap as well for the, the Cardiff board. You know, the, the momentum hasn't been allowed to carry on because we haven't had a fixture. But, yeah, I think we can't we can't take the eye off the ball. We can't take the foot off the gas with this sort of thing. We've got to keep the pressure on because, you know, just appointing a manager is not good enough. You know, that's the yeah. absolute basics that's the minimum. that we should be doing. You know, uh, and we still haven't signed anyone. You know, there's still no thought, no process going into anything here. So, no, long may the protest continue. And well done to the ones who made it out there.
0: Ben, do you agree? yeah completely agree um there's a lot of people like uh, with some qu- questions about later about does it satisfy like does it sort of kill the moment i don't think it does i think the press conference and what we'll go into later sort of shows just why these protests are needed because yeah they've appointed a manager it took them 11 days to do it they got the appointment right from my sort of thing but everything about it just took too long it's just so poorly done and the club the club needs action done and fear to everyone that went out and did it because it's tough as well, sort of a protest at that side getting off the ground. There's so many people that are so quick to put it down on what's the point, what you're gonna do. It's really impressive that these lads got out there, sort of put it together and a decent turnout for like something that was not like quickly, it was pretty quickly thrown together and organized. And hopefully it grows from there and sort of this then the new manager doesn't kill the need for these absolute con men to be gone from the club.
1: Agreed, agreed,
0: agreed. Um but Let's give them
1: some praise. No, I'm joking. Um, they have hired a new manager. Um, it was when was it formally announced? A couple of days ago. Now we're on Sundays. It was announced on Friday officially that Lamucci, former Nottingham Forest manager, has joined the club as the manager until the end of the season. Uh, alongside Sol Bamba, who's joining his coaching team. Um, I guess the first question is Tom, a manager like Lamucci, are you pleasantly surprised by that appointment?
2: Yeah. It seems sensible, doesn't it? But you know, if he applies, then he's done he's done half the work for the board. It's not like they've headhunted him or anything like that. But no, it's the right appointment. It's very clever PR to have Sol Bamba as part of that coaching team as well. Um, and I think they, they've worked together before when they had Ivory Coast. Yeah. Um, so they're familiar with each other. So that's great. But no, it's it's and I am pleasantly surprised. I think it's a great appointment. It's someone, you know, who's got experience at this level. You know, and at the moment there isn't a huge amount of candidates out there who have. Um, He's got a good reputation amongst Forest fans, as well from his time there. Um, I don't think we'll be watching very exciting football. I think it'll be very attritional. Um, I I don't think he's going to get us off our seats too much, but to be honest, we'd settle for a goal every two games at the moment. So, uh, you know, I no, but yeah, pleasantly surprised,
1: and it seems like a very very shrewd appointment by the club. Um. Ben, the list of managerial appointments wasn't the most inspiring at times. Uh, Dean Smith led the the way at one point. Warnock was mentioned. There was a silly rumour about Sam Allardyce. Um, Lamucci feels like... It feels too sensible for the club, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, it all just... The whole thought behind it, when you sort of hear him come up you go... Because honestly, I, other than the, this time at Forest I didn't know much about and You sort of do a bit of dig in, look at what Forrest fans are saying everything like that. It's like, oh, okay, that makes a sense of appointment, but there's still a couple of things. And then Sol comes in and sort of pieces it together, sort of as far as the football side of thing goes, you got someone that knows the club really well. You've got a really sort of well-thought, well-regarded manager that seems to, even his press conference was really impressive. He's not sort of saying, he's not setting out and sort of saying he's going to make big changes and sort of do this. He's going to take it one step at a time back to basics and go from there and see what he can do. Um yeah it was, it was a really really sensible approach but it just took too bloody long to reach a sensible approach yeah, yeah. um I think on the point around Forest fans loving him, um,
1: my friend sent on a message from a a Forest fan that he knows, and it says, Sabri will adapt to the players he's got. Doesn't really have a set way of playing. He tinkers to try and get us playing expansive at times, but we're always soaked at most points when soaking up pressure and playing on the counter. Got the fans and players all together. think he's a really good manager. He'll pick up results, though it probably won't be pretty at times, but Cardiff fans are probably used to that by now. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. Um." Tom, it sounds like he's quite pragmatic. sounds like he'll work with what he has. Uh, You know, he'll take time to understand the players and what the system works well. Considering where we are in the season, we're about halfway through, just over, you know, we're fighting for our lives on a a weekly basis. It does feel like an ideal mid-season appointment, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, it couldn't have gone much better. I think my only worry is, you know, we are quite far into the season. So how long would his tinkering take to have an effect? Because at the moment, you know, we're only three points above the drop Huddersfield with two games in hand you know the nearest team above us is two points above us now it's starting people started to creep away people started to make signings. so I'm hoping he can you know we have that new manager bounce that I said it was a myth for, for a few weeks ago but I, I I reckon it's back now it's definitely a thing um but <laughs> um yeah look we'll take we'll take counter-attack in football you know we we take anyone who's got a plan b you know if he's that pragmatic he likes to tinker over things that's what we've struggled with you know we've we've lacked managers who want to make substitutions at the right times you know change the game plan so yeah um he'd
1: be a welcome change from what we've had over the last few months um then he had one season at forest um and it, i thought it was a, a lot longer ago than it was but it was pandemic kind of first pandemic season 2019 20 um <laughs> What do you do? Do you remember anything about them from that season,
0: Um, other than you know failing at the final hurdle? Yeah, I think it was the first Forest manager to see out twelve months, wasn't it? To go or yeah. like see yeah. the end of a season, see the start of a season yeah. in a long time. So they obviously had something there. Took Forest when they were in absolute shambles, to on the verge of the playoffs, playing at times, playing some lovely football. Um, I mean, he even managed to get Sammy Obi sort of firing a half decently. So. There's obviously something there with him that sort of made me sort of making me a bit excited. But yeah, I'll be honest, I don't know much about him. But when you sort of see fans from other clubs and you see a manager, a fans from other clubs talk about a former manager in like a positive light and sort of saying, Oh, you'll enjoy him, it's it's a good thing to me. Cause normally it's you see our reaction when Blackpool appointing McCarthy of just laughing. It's normally that reaction you get. But no, I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens. A uh, good thing about McCarthy going to Blackpool is that he has taken Curtis
1: Nelson with him, um, which I'm not sure is strengthened or weakening a relegation rival at the moment. So we'll have to wait and see on that point. That's a joke. That's a good old-fashioned <laughs> joke. Good old-fashioned joke right there. Oh, one for the boys. Um, on the soul Bamber point, Phillips, Tom Phillips, Tom Oss Phillips, um, teaming up with Big Soul. I've written here, not just a sentimental appointment, they do know each other. They're good pals. Um, are you excited to see big sol bamba on the touchline again of course i am
2: you know there we, we, go. we you know we said before the way that he left the club was really really disappointing the way that we just let him go and you know didn't offer him contracts and stuff like that and we all said that we'd hoped he'd come back in a coaching capacity in the future i didn't think it would actually happen you know um and to happen so soon as well so no, i think it's great and you know it does give that instant feel good factor around the place, you know, everybody loves Sol Bamba, he's an absolute hero here, and, you know, it will give that management team a little bit more of a forgiving start from our fan base, which, you know, could go a long way, so, you know, we're a basket case of a club, Lamucci's used to working in the number for us as well, but to have that <laughs> steady kind of, steady head of Sol Bamba, someone who knows the club so well as well, it will galvanise the place. And I don't think it could be underestimated the the effect. You know, losing someone like Sean Morrison, right? Yeah. We're, you know, this is the the perfect way really to have that kind of
1: old head back in the dressing room, uh, room in some form. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because he acknowledged, I don't know if it was him, or, it was acknowledged in the press conference that the gap between the fan, the the the, the club and the players, uh, or the club and the fans at the moment has never been bigger, um, Ben. So it, it, it does feel like if it wasn't going to be Warnock, we needed someone like Bamba to come
0: back in to start bridging that gap, didn't we? Yeah, like he totally understands. He's he, Saul's a very, very intelligent bloke. Still, I think he's, he still lives in Barry. Still he lives back down here. Day. Yeah, he basically said he so, still lives in the area. Yeah, so like he, he he's in touch with the fan base, knows their feelings, knows what's going on within the club. He's no mug. You, you're going to take him seriously and listen to him. So, yeah, he knows exactly what you're saying with stuff like that. I think it's very pointed, and sort of he's making a point of what he wants to do as well when he's saying that stuff. It's not a coincidence he's brought that up and said that stuff in the press conference. um Um, it's slightly important because he's learned that from Warnock
1: and more continentally Ben, he is a um Lamucci is only our second ever foreign manager behind and the Solskjaer foreign being non-British Irish whatever you want um does that just make it even more exciting because I used to like it when we signed like Glenn Luvens oh oh, class (laughs) We signed a foreigner lovely um it's nice isn't it it's 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 interesting because we've I didn't realize that until um it happened and um I looked, and and this is completely completely getting off the topic. We didn't have a Welsh manager until our fourth manager in Cardiff City history. Our first three managers of Scottish, Irish and English. I got
0: off the track, got off track here. Um, But (laughs)
1: are you excited about a foreign manager, Ben?
0: Yeah, it feels like uh, when you're about six seasons into football manager and you look around who's managing where and, yeah, you see a random foreign manager at Cardiff. (laughs) <laughs> yeah you end up with someone like i don't know Paolo maldini
1: <laughs> yeah i love football manager um big question is though tom do you see him still being here in the summer contract to the end of the year obviously it depends what happens it depends how much he gets on with tan and that lot uh do you think he'll still be here into the summer
2: i thought it was a tough like when when i saw that i couldn't tell if it was a good or bad thing was it like Clever from both parties, you know. Yeah. Because if if he does well with us and gets us towards the playoffs, not even in it, then he's probably going to get another club sniffing for him, so he'll go. But also, if we get relegated, (laughs) you know, the club can get rid of him. So it seems like a a sensible, like deal all round, really. But you know, for a bit of continuity, I wouldn't mind him being with us for next season after a semi-successful end to this season. So yeah, fingers crossed, he's still here.
0: Ben, do you think he'll still be here? Uh, I'd like, I'd like to think he would be, but um, seeing how well the numbers did the Mark Hudson podcast, and every time we sack a manager um, for our benefit, <laughs> if he does go, look, it's not a bad thing. Numbers are numbers. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, thanks
1: everyone who did listen to our Hud's gone episode. It's our most listened to episode ever. Um, yeah, which is pretty <laughs> crazy, really. Thanks, um, Mark. Thanks, Mark. Uh, if you're welcome back on the pod anytime uh right um moving on to some of the characters we've mentioned during that whole bit about lamucci welcome to the club lamucci by the way please keep us up um dalman uh during the break uh gave an interview to former view from the ninja um scott johnson um where the main thrust of the interview that i took ben was that he isn't really doing anything <laughs> <laughs> he felt very like, I don't really know what's going on at the club kind of thing. Yeah. Um, What did you make of that interview?
0: Um, It was your classic bullshit from Dalman, wasn't it? It was deflecting the blame, sort of putting himself in front of everyone, sort of getting his name out there, but also saying, but I'm not doing anything, but come talk to me. It's oh, he's just a fucking snake. And he, he's just, just everything about him winds me up. One, you can't be there sort of fronting up and saying, speak well, I'm the one speaking to the fans, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And then when you question on stuff going on with the club going, I don't know, I'm not there, I'm not involved anymore. I'm a non-exact chairman or whatever he is now. It's just yeah, it's just lip service and just I don't know I don't know what I don't know what game he's playing with it. It's really, really strange. Yeah, it's it it struck me as quite a weird
1: interview. Um and Tom, it it, it basically sounds like that Tan is still the man who has almost like soul power over these decisions. Um, does that say to you that Tan needs better people around him? Yes, definitely. I think,
2: like, that, like Danny Garbidon's comments around getting that experienced head of a director of football was spot on. You know, um, we need someone to be that link between the owner and the football people, and it needs to be a football person because we just don't have that at the moment. We've got someone in Dalman who, you know, appears when stuff is going well, you know, he'll be straight to that press conference when we got a new manager. And then when someone asks him if he's involved in the day-to-day running of the club, he would be like, no. You know, he's just saying that the the distance between the club and the fans is overhyped and stuff like that. He's just absolutely deluded. He's not deluded. He knows exactly what he's doing. You know, he's, he's he's very calculated in his snaky ways so no we definitely need someone in who can be that bridge between owner to club and then club to fans will naturally come together in a you know in a more harmonious way so um warnock saying that he wanted to be director of football would be an absolute nightmare yeah. with his with his track record of transfers with us but you know i think we're crying out for someone in that position and we have been for for
1: seasons now we, we really have um, and, Ben, in another, I mean, I don't know how many sorry days this club can have, but in another sorry day for the club, obviously over the last couple of weeks, there was the story around the um, Salah insurance story. Um, apparently, we tried to insure Salah um, the, the 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 day after um, he had passed away or um, the, the plane had gone missing. I can't, I can't remember the exact timelines. Um, but, you know, we saw the club come out quite strongly and the club used official channels, the, the official website as a statement to basically refute these claims. But... I guess, Ben, it, it wouldn't surprise you if that had happened, did it? They, they can say what they want and say that it's like selective reporting from court reports, but it, it doesn't – it just it just feels in line with their actions, doesn't
0: it? Yeah, look, it's – you can say it's selective reporting or whatever you want, but the facts are they are outlined in the court documents, they made contact with the insurance company the day after Saturday to try and put a put, to either put a claim in or sort of put stuff in place. It's not a good look either way. It's just – yeah, and it – and the whole way it was handled, I think, like, we talk about how, like, we didn't know we were a transfer embargo. Mm-hmm. We didn't know we were out of a transfer embargo. There was no club statements on that. But the second they're painted in a bad picture, they exactly. fired out a statement within an hour. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely outrageous that that's where their priorities are. Going. We're effectively a defence mechanism for two individuals, aren't we? Yeah. Oh, but we're not the bad guys. Don't worry about the fans. They don't need to know anything. But we're not the bad guys. You need to know that. We didn't do this. It just sums them up. It just... just. It, yeah. well, it's,
1: it's, it's a question we had from uh, Timmy Grunt. He basically said, uh, Tim Burns, Timmy Grunt on Twitter, do we have any clarity on our transfer embargo? How many windows? Who, who can we pay? Um, all that kind of stuff, really. And it's and that sums it up, really, doesn't it? We've had this transfer embargo. I think it's been lifted. I still don't know for certain that it's been lifted. We're talking about signing players. When the tran- when the embargo was on, it was talking about three windows from FIFA. We didn't know if it was an EFL window. But you're right, Ben, because as soon as there's clarity needed on individuals being attacked or individuals being dragged through the mud, and I, for those listening at home, because this isn't a visual thing, I did inverted commas with my hands. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's. It just
0: it shows what they what they're caring about, isn't it? It's their individual images rather than the club. Yeah, it's why they're front and center. Diamonds front and center of anything when anything's good, like the press conference. The press conference. He wants all that sort of positive spin about him and showing he's a football man, he's involved with the football club because it's an ego boost to him. It makes him feel like, look at me, I'm important, I'm involved with football. But when it's important stuff and like the fan, it, it comes to the actual day to day running of the club and how the fans are handled. Bloke couldn't give a shit. He's no, just no. there to stroke his own cock, and it's fucking vile, like him. I do not want that image in my head, Ben. Um, I bet it's small. Oh. Um, Tom, do you
1: think both, you know, in an ideal world, do we keep Tan and get rid of Dalman and Chew?
2: I think in an ideal world, you want someone who's got a bit of money to replace the lot of them, but that's not going to happen, is it? So I think the bare minimum we want is Dalman and Chew out of the way, because it's just so clear that they haven't got to handle on fucking anything. So... Yeah. You know, that's why we've got to keep protesting. We've got to keep speaking about it. No matter how well it's going on the pitch, we've got to keep up because keep that's the what they up. want. We we just want to... They want to gloss over things. They want these temporary changes to work just to keep their names out of the papers, just to keep their names out of the conversations amongst the fans. So, yeah, mm-hmm. the sooner we can get rid of the two of them, the better.
1: Here, fucking here.
0: Um what can you actually do at the club?
1: Where's about the lay under a suit?
0: Yeah, I yes. just don't get... What? Yeah, but then a period when the managers come, and then she like, yeah, I don't get it. It's just, well, what's,
1: like, his his role is CEO, isn't it? Of Cardiff City, chief, own, chief exec. So he's he's CEO of Cardiff City, I think. Dalman is chairman. Tan is owner. Um, and there's a finance guy as well, isn't it? Who's been dragged into kind of um, dragged into things in recent weeks. But like, imagine how stressful I, that job is. Looking at those spreadsheets. Looking at just the just balance sheets. Going, oh yeah, god. No, oh god. You.
2: Oh god. Still red. Still
1: red. But for, <laughs> for, for, for me, it only ever really feels like, and when you when you read the the Dalman interview and all that kind of stuff, it only ever really feels like the palant the, the balance. I meant the balance of power. combined two words there. That the, the power sits with Tan. Like it seems like he's the one who makes these final decisions. You know, they, they can be advised on whatever they want by Dalman and Chu, but Tan's the one who got decided to get rid of Hudson. Tan's the one who seemingly went. We need to hire a manager. Tan's the one who has done all that stuff in the past. So I. I don't know. I'd like to see more clarity from them, but I don't think we're going to get it, um, which is a shame. A couple of things to go through. We've got Twitter. I've got a Wikipedia nugget that's not on there. And then we'll talk about Luton. Let's start with Twitter. Uh, we asked for people's reactions to the news that Lamucci had signed uh, to Tom Phillips's uh, Chagrin. Um, Tom Lewis posted the Hudson photo of him looking very happy. Tom, why do you not like that photo? Because I got cropped out of it because you got dropped <laughs> out of it. Uh, Philip, 1927, positive so far. Need two or three players to improve the team. Sammy Amiobi, anyone? Question mark. Um, ben, talk about three players coming in potentially. It's not going to be British Samba longer. He has gone to Watford, um, as, got, as, there, is as, as, as far as the, the reports were today. Uh, I had a little look, Ben. Uh, Lewis Graben's currently on a free. He played under Lamucci. Sammy Aniobi is on a free. He played and did very well under Lamucci. Do you think it could be one of them?
0: I, I, I know. I don't like either of them. I take Grabban because he would get goals. Um, but Amiobi, I really don't want him to come back. He was dreadful for us and really like rivalled Scott Malone during his period. That left hand side when those two played to me was just like a headache every time. Uh,
1: so you don't you 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 don't want Amiobi? No, thank you. Uh oh. <laughs> I could just see it signing him.
0: Um,
1: like, yeah, uh, Tom. I haven't got a question for you yet. Ryan March, good appointment. Definitely best of an underwhelming bunch. Bamber is a lovely bonus, but can't distract from the flaws of the board. Hopefully things can improve on the pitch while we keep the pressure on the board. Uh, Chris Peplo over the moon. This is the first time the club have made a measured and suitable appointment. Oh, and to have Sol back has sparked that South Park meme. Seriously, to see the Forest fans whack in the about Lamucci is all I need. Hopefully this is the start of something. Oliver Reese, surprised the club took this approach, aka the right approach, even if it took longer than it should have. Needs a big last few days in the window. Left back, creative midfield, and striker needed, in my opinion. So, where do you see any players coming in? Of that, do you see us getting a left back? Do you see us signing a striker?
2: I don't see us sending anyone at the moment. I'm not still sure what's going on with an embargo. I don't think we're in one, but we might as well be in one. There's hardly been a rumor. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's frightening, really. You know, if it's taken 11 days to get a manager in place when you know you're going to sack someone, then. You know, you've got to have a real quick turnaround now. This managerial team are in to get out the targets that they want. So, I, I we we clearly need reinforcements. Every other club around us is reinforcing this squad.
0: So I don't know who it is, but we need to get people in quick. It shows how slow the club are that even a club like Forest Green Rovers managed to get. Sorry, Forest Green. Forest Green who? Forest Green Rovers. He said Rover's quite funny, that's all. Sorry. Yeah. They, yeah. They it. managed to get Duncan Ferguson in and convert him to veganism and they can eat. It's all amazing, isn't time, it? In the time. Oh, it well it up. Oh, it's so good. Who he seems the the like the but most terrifying bloke at the same time in this. Did... Every video I've watched, it's been so good. But how did they get him in and do all that in the time it took us, to, like three times the time it took us to appoint the manager?
2: Oh, did you see the bit where he seemed really shocked that chips were vegan?
1: <laughs> no. oh I'll have to f- that's <laughs> fucking funny is it uh edward tobin seems like a sensible appointment and bringing back bamba is a good move to repair the link between fans and the team length of contract is interesting does give off the whiff of short termism again nothing changes regarding the board and tan for me still need to go our separate ways uh tim baker says it sounds good i wonder if is being lined up to take over after the end of the season or later if an extension is granted to lamucci uh papa phillips uh good appointment but need to be given time and to grow a methodology for the way uh that's Hugh. By the way, Tom, that's your dad. The way we play, you just look a bit confused, (laughs) regardless of what happens. That said, survival has to be top priority. Stephen Harrison, brilliant. Bamba there as well should lift everyone's spirits. Forest fans seem to rave about him too. John Walsh, a progressive and professional appointment of this type was needed after Warnock left. Instead, we got a string of bargain basement less than adequate managers. It may not work out, but at least the club is finally trying to move in the right direction. Sam Kirkby, I haven't been this excited since we appointed Morrison with 1R. I don't know a lot about Lamucci, but I hear good things from Forest fans. Uh, Matt Diff MJ, very good appointment. Probably our best move since relegation and bringing the legend back alongside someone experiences experience is a far better dynamic for me. Curious to hear it's only the end of the season initially, though. CCFC TM. Very good appointment. Uh, Simon Keane, what do you think the side will be at Luton? We'll come back to that. Rodri, I'm not being dramatic, but I think we're staying up and it's a will from the in between us. Uh, Aaron Ben, refreshing, plus Sol was in the mood for business. Good to see. Um, Chris the Bluebird, and here's a question for you, Tom Where's the director of football to go with it? Danny Gabbardon had it spot on. This is a start though, a decent start. Can't say I really followed him at Forest. I'm sure of his playing, playing style or techniques. Hoping you lads go into detail on the pod. I think we went into enough detail, but Tom, would you like to see a director of football come in? Of course, like.
2: It's just an obvious appointment, but Tan's not going to do it because it, you know, gets rid of some of his power. You know, he likes calling the shots. He wants to keep it that way. So, I don't see it happening anytime soon. Even though it seems
0: like the most obvious thing in the world to happen, it's just a billionaire being clearly shown he's never been told he's wrong enough yeah. because yeah. he genuinely thinks he understands football and knows a lot about it. And like some decisions, I don't think he does from a bad place. I just think he no. thinks he knows enough, and this is how he's. I'm not trying to be a Tan defender or anything like that, but. Yeah, it's just those sort of things of just scream that it's a bloke that's never been told no in his life. And, yeah, just needs someone. He thinks he knows everything about football now after this, however long he's been involved. And he just doesn't get it. Can I just say, when you said I'm not a
1: tan defender, in my head, I started singing Easy Lover immediately. He's a tan defender. (laughs) It kind of goes quite nicely, doesn't it? Yeah. Where was I? Uh, back to Twitter. K49745, haven't seen one tan outpost since the Lamucci appointment. Border tried to distract the fans of this appointment. It seems to be working to an extent. Uh, Michael Scolopho says, will it distract us from the shite ownership of the club? We'll see. And Simon Keane, will come back to your Luton question when we talk about it. Um, I've got a Wikipedia nugget of the week for you guys before we talk about Luton. Uh, this one should be quite easy. You said that every week. Uh, it's under this person's personal life. Uh, it says... During his time at Huddersfield Town, he was known as Whitey by his teammate Tommy Smith, who gave him a nickname. Who is that? Is it Dean Whitehead? Did you say Whitey. Whitesy. That was this guy's nickname when he was at Huddersfield. Makes sense. Yeah, it's got to be Whitehead, isn't it? it? It was Dean Whitehead, yeah. I just thought it was really funny because it's like, it's such a shit nickname. Whitey, and also it's like tommy smith gave him that nickname like go on tommy give him the good nickname you've got
0: <laughs> white C. yeah we're gonna call him white C. well it so just the, shows it's an improvement on marlon pax lads i've got it i've got the perfect nickname for him <laughs> white C. It is it is improvement on
1: marlon pax uh nickname, oh god won't say um <laughs> because it's inadvertently racial it's so bad. Uh, uh, right moving on um I was going to say a week off football. Did you have a nice time? But yeah, because we didn't have to talk about Cardiff City. But f- next up, Tuesday night on the 31st of January, like a winter Halloween. Uh, we're playing Luton Away. Um, ben, you look confused about my
0: winter Halloween comment. Winter Halloween just threw me. I was like, what? <laughs>
1: January 31st, isn't it? Uh Tuesday night in Luton. Of course it's like Halloween. Um oh, tickets not selling so well. And I don't have to blame them. It's a Tuesday night um in Luton. No one wants to go to Luton. Uh Ben, first chance for us to see Lamucci Ball, as I'm gonna call it. Uh, what do you expect him to do? Quite <laughs> an open-ended question.
0: <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> you may have just gone play football. Talk about it. <laughs> go on then. Um I don't think it's going to be wholesale change. I, don't, I think people are going to be a bit disappointed. I think they're expecting like a million things to change from day one. I th- think it's going to take a couple of weeks to really implement. I think it'll, it'll be very back to basics, very simple, tight at the back and try and hit him on the counter. And hope we go from there because Luton are no mugs. Luton are a very good side again this year. A team that's really yeah. well run and sort of, they managed to Rob Edwards is doing players. a good
1: job, isn't he, since he's gone in?
0: Yeah, they seem to the lose players and get stronger every time. It's mental they're really well run and yeah so it's not like it's the case of sort of going in there hoping for a quick manager bounce and an easy win um but yeah it's like the performance is the most important thing i think isn't it and i yeah, said that luton... for the Leeds replay the performance is the important thing They did not go well
1: luton a seventh uh, a win here because of the game in hand will take them Ooh, it might take them to fourth um maybe fifth depending on goal difference so they could jump up into the playoffs into a nice place um Tom um do you see it's getting any points from Luton it feels like for me like a bit of a free hit away from home a good side Lamucci can come in it's 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 a game in hand so you know it's 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 not like it's we're desperate I, I know we're desperate for no, we this stage, I, but I, I don't think it's grand. a free hit in in the sense that it's a an away game uh, I know I don't know what I'm now. trying to say here Tom but um it made sense when I wrote it down
2: yeah, I know you're trying to get at, but like I think Luton's. What am I trying uh, to get like, at? You tell me. Well, it's a game that we're not expected to win.
1: That's it. Um, uh, well done.
2: But we've got points
1: there in the past. Um, you know, we've got some. Oh, uh, our record is quite good there. I was yeah, uh, thinking of, thinking back to the previous seasons. We always seem to win or draw.
2: You know, with it being a rearranged fixture, you know, a fixture that Luton wouldn't have expected to have when when they have when when it's fallen. You know, we've got a new manager coming in. They won't know what to expect of us because we don't know ourselves. You know, it's it's something that we can get something from. I I really, you know, if, as long as we're resolute, there's no reason why we can't get away with a draw, at least. So, you know, we're getting to that stage of the season now where any point is so, so precious to us. So um, and I, I I really, really hope that we're just sturdy, to be honest, because we've beaten defensively, Sam, for a lot of this season, bar the odd mistake. So, you know, I'll take a
0: nil-nil in that, in that fixture right now. Ben, would you take a Mike. nil-nil? Yeah, I would. I've just realised that uh, Luton has signed Alf- Alfie Doty. Yeah, they signed him so, in the summer, I think. Yeah, I didn't realise that. I was just looking there. Um, Scored a
1: banger for them recently. I can't remember what it was, but it was a really good goal.
0: I don't know. I, I'd like to think we get... I'd like to see a score and sort of show that... Oof, the like, dreamer. Things... I know. I was that... going to
1: say, I'd quite like to see a score because I'm going to the game, so it'd be nice to see yeah, a goal. So
0: the, the progression there, sort of seeing at least things have sort of been worked on and there are sort of changes um yeah a one-all draw something like that would be lovely one-all draw would be lovely
1: um tom thinking back to the leeds game um would why? you bring callum robinson why what'd you say would you bring callum robinson in from the start
2: <laughs> I'm joking just i don't want to think about that leeds game um all
1: right, i'll ask ben the question ben thinking back right. to the leeds game would you bring callum robinson in back in from the start
0: why why would you think about the leeds game <laughs> right that's it this
1: is it right. <laughs> no no
2: no yes of course I I I think uh, you know a fire in made silly
1: buggers, you two.
2: All right, sorry for having a bit of fun, eh? Um but no, no fun that... at
1: the moment. Let me see where we are on the table. I'm trying to inject a bit of fun, Ben. Come on. All right, come on. <laughs> this has got yeah, some then so cartridge. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see him play, yes. Thanks, Ben.
0: Look, no worries at all. Thanks, Tom, for that insight, Ben. Over to you. Yes, I think he should start. He's a good player, scores goals.
1: I wouldn't I just you know, I think the reason i think i think it's a free hit for back to my earlier comment is that like he came in on friday he's had what he'll have had two days of training with the players and not really at an intense level because i don't think they train at the weekend anyway so he probably had friday They they did this weekend so they've had a couple of days and we're not going to train massively on monday so how much impact can he actually make in that time would be the thing i'm interested to see
0: that's the frustration doesn't it luton like they played on Saturday. We had, a, we had a week on them to get stuff sort of worked yeah. on if we made the appointment quickly. Yeah. It's tr- yeah, it just spot back. We had a week, we had a free hit for a week and we still managed to fuck it up. It just, those little bits just make such a difference and just frustrate me so much of this, this whole thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, this club, when you think they can't make it any worse, they still do. So it's great being a Cardiff City fan. Um, Tom, prediction?
0: The Lil. Bad friction. I'll, t- uh, I'll, I'll go positive. I'll say one all. How is that positive? I think we're going to win? win. I think we're going to sneak a one nil win.
1: Um, and I say that and I, I'm going to the game. Um, I do like a looting away trip. It's annoying that it's on a Tuesday night because uh, I won't be in bed till about midnight and I like my sleep. But um, I'll be at Looting Away, Kenilworth Road, where
0: oh, dreams are made, I believe. Aren't they Tom? They've conceded huh? a lot of goals recently, grims uh, Grimsby. Luton. Grimsby? <laughs> <laughs> we're not playing Grimsby. Playing Luton. They managed to play they managed to play Wigan twice in five days in the league. They drew two all did they with Grimsby at the weekend, Luton. Yeah. In the FA Cup. Two all. And like yeah, they it's not like they're the tight, like the most watertight at the back. So there's a chance if we can actually do something in the six yard but in the 18 yard box. I do think, though, that the problem is is that they
1: not, might not be the most watertight in attack, but we're the least pro- yeah. prolific up front. Um, we're, I think we're still the lowest scorers in the league, aren't we, by some distance now? Yeah, comfortably. Four goals is um, Huddersfield are ahead of us by four goals. Rotherham, uh, they've scored 12 more goals than us. It's amazing. Shocking, isn't it? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and that's it for another episode of The View from the Ninian. Uh, Tom, what do you think the highlight was from this podcast? Oh probably speak about the Leeds game it was great wasn't it
0: <laughs> Ben any h- highlights for you Yeah I I quite enjoy picturing Tom just like in my head him thinking that he was watching a replay of a goal and oh. it was actually the goal that, It was probably, quite funny that really tickled me that It was quite funny
1: like you know some people embellish stories for um to 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 make them funny they were they were spot on that's exactly what happened
2: one <laughs> of I think it was their, like third goal I came out of the toilet and I looked up just went fuck It's just every time I did anything, they fucking scored.
0: So it's your fault, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take
1: it. The whole thing's your fault. And I think on one of the other goals, Simon went to the bar and they scored then. So like whenever Tom got up or Simon got up, uh, friend of the pod, Simon Coley. Um, it. Um, I just wanted to make sure I was pronouncing his second name correctly. Um, something would happen, so I stayed in my seat the whole time. I got to endure the horror of it while these guys would get up and have a nice break from it. Anyway. If you like what we do, twitter.com forward slash VFTNinian to get involved. If you want to give us some money and donate to the, the podcast, go to uh, kofi.com forward slash VFTNinian. Thank you, as usual, to Terrace Badger for sponsoring us. Remember the code VFTN15. That's VFTN15. We'll get you 15% off anything at terracebadger.com. Um, boys, thanks for joining me once again. And we'll see you next weekend. All the best. They may not be that smart and they may not be that pretty, but they like to talk about Cardiff City. It's the view from the nitty and with views from the nitty and not shoes from the nitty and the view from the nitty I'm...